financial payoff week two. Um, I'm just going to leave it like this so it doesn't go all schizo like last week. But um, how did everyone's budgets do whenever you filled them out? Scary. Vicky's already on it again. She was the first one that yawned last week, and I'm putting her to sleep again. Yeah, uh, I filled it just to pretend one out, which I was going to stick it on that, but I can't get that thing back there to work. But um, just tried to fill in the everything that I could. Um, like I said, I just made these numbers up. I didn't put any in unexpected expenses, expenses just because until you really know where you're at, you really can't save back anything. Um, and there was like there was two hundred and twenty dollars left over, and whenever you're talking about thirty days, a thirty day span, and especially if you have kids and more people in your family, two hundred twenty dollars isn't really going to go that far. Um, so yeah, it was scary. Vicky told me that she didn't even get her groceries in there or her her toiletries. Yeah, no allowance. I did put a small allowance in there. I put forty dollars a week times four, so it's one hundred sixty bucks. That's not really much of an allowance if you've got two people. Um, but some scary stuff because it's like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And like one of them says, like, well, if you don't have if you don't have groceries, you won't have to worry about toiletries because <laughs> you won't be eating. So, but um, I hope that you still have toiletries. So, did anybody have an abundance left in their money? No. And how many of you, did any of you feel like you actually probably forgot something? I'm sure you did. I've, I've filled them out several times. Until you do one several times in a row or over and over, you'll finally get it down. Um, but, yeah, kind of scary. So if you, the key is if you do have any leftover, and we'll talk more next week about snowballing and paying off debts and that kind of stuff. Um, if you do have money left over, the key is not to blow it. And while you're doing your budget, making sure, okay, do I need this? Do I have to have this? Do I have th is this like a must? Or is this just something, you know, I want? And I'll just throw this out there. Like, say somebody has to have, like, a pedicure once a month. Okay, well, that's like 40 or 50 bucks. Is that, you know, is that something you really want to throw in? And I know some people that get those done every two weeks, like especially in the summer. Um, is that something that you really need to need to have done? Um, somebody mentioned last week that if you know you need to enter your habits in there too, whether it's you you buy a couple packs of cigarettes a week, whether it's a dip, whether it's an energy drink, whether it's coffee at a store, anything like that, that all counts. And it's kind of scary, but you start doing this and you start looking because until you know exactly where every penny's going in and out of your account, you're not going to be able to pay stuff off early. You're not going to be able to get out of debt. You're not going to be able to save because you don't know where anything's going. And Vicki mentioned that uh, she actually held up her check register when the screen went bonkers last week. She works at a bank too and has never kept a check register just because you can look at it every day. It's really convenient when you work at a bank. I mean, we can do that now, but a lot of times banks even, they see like the pending stuff that's not showing on your online account yet. So the reason I say doing that, and Opera, you probably got tired of writing Frank's all his little debits down, didn't you? She's just working on her budget on her. Yeah, Frank will have to slow down. So on uh, that drives me nuts because if you use your debit card real freely, you can rack up transactions, and it's like a whole page of that stuff is full before. That's not an excuse to not write them down because we still got to know where everything's going. Like I was telling her, um, no, Siri, I'm not talking to you. 
like I was telling her, you write that stuff down, you figure out where everything's going, that way you know. It seems kind of like that, what's the point, what's the big deal, but it matters. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've already figured I'm going to delete and turn that off. I totally lost my train of thought. It doesn't take much for me to do that either. But, yeah, just stuff like that, you don't think about it. And a lot of times when you do pay at the pump with cards, which is what I do, it'll take like a dollar, and the dollar will disappear after one day, and then when it pops back up, it's like, oh, crap, there's $60 in fuel. I wasn't even – because Ben, he, he gives me his receipts, but it's like – Two weeks after they've already cleared the bank. He just brings them in in a pile, and I'm like, which, thank God, it's not like it used to be. You know, usually within two days, it'll it'll pop up, two or three days. But that stuff adds up. Um, this was just kind of a budget, um, just so I could point. And th this one's got a little bit more stuff than what's on yours, just because I had more room, but it's crammed. Um, auto repairs, health insurance, life insurance, because some of that stuff didn't factor in people's paychecks. Yeah, this, this is extra stuff. This is, I could, if I gave this to you, it'd be like super tiny, or I'd have to have a couple sheets of paper. Um, emergency fund, groceries, clothing. Sometimes you need to, do, I mean, clothing and stuff, school clothing, that's something you got to think about too. And like like I said last week, and I'll, you'll hear the same stuff over and over. It'll make you probably get on your nerves. But even with things like, annual school shopping which i know you still got to buy clothes kids or kids clothes halfway through the year because they rip holes in the jeans and the knees and all that and the rough on stuff but things that you know that are going to come every year whether it's your insurance whether it's your home insurance whether it's your taxes taking that stuff and dividing it by 12 and putting money in a savings account that you just don't you know touch that way it's not like oh my gosh i got four kids getting ready to start school next week and i don't have money for clothes for any of them Sometimes we look at that and we'll be like, okay, I'm just going to use this whole check. And then we're stressed because the whole, but if we can, it, the whole thing is just planning and looking ahead as far as you can. Really looking ahead until it makes you sick. Um, but that's all that stuff. Um, and everything else is pretty much the same on here. You've got on this second slide the income and the outgo and the total. Um, just kind of where your money's going. I hope that. Um, Nobody's actually done it and is in the, in the hole big time every month because then we've got a problem because then it's like how in the world do I ever get out, which we'll talk more about that um, to next week. And I, like I said, I had you guys write, a, write on the side your balances on stuff because you're going to bring these back even next week once we start, start talking about paying off debts and which debt do I pay off first and what that, that's when we're going to refer to this. So um, keep working on these even next week, and I've got more copies of those of the budget sheets if you need them. Um, just because you, stuff comes up as we're going to go along and another bill is going to hit and you're like, oh, man, I didn't even think about that one. Because thi this is just kind of, I try to think as much stuff as possible, but it's not just um, not just my stuff. So any questions about budgeting or the sheet in general or what do I do if this happens or anything? Uh-huh. Um, 
if, if you want to, you can. I mean, the thing with, with your budget, I mean, they're all going to be different. Your budget could be two or three sheets, but the thing is just planning. If, if you want it, like if you, if you had, because then you could even say, oh, gosh, do I need a birthday and Christmas for each kid? Um, which it, I, the easiest way to do it, it would probably just be to, if you wanted to save money for Christmas, which people talked last week about the Christmas clubs that bank offers, that would take um, that would take care of your Christmas and then just divide it by however many you're, you're buying for. Um, I know Christmas clubs used to, and they probably still do, if you withdraw withdraw early, like say for a birthday or something, they're going to they're gonna put a charge on that because it's not time yet. And that's just something that they do. But, yeah, I, I mean, if you want to put a category for birthdays, anything that you want. Because, see, this is the thing. We might think at the time that it's a lot. But $10 a paycheck, that adds up over a year. If you get, you know, which most people probably don't get paid. Every, but if you did that, if you got paid every week, that's 520 bucks a year. And, like we said last week, uh, not going overboard. Um, I told you about the family member we have. They have twins. Well, they just buy their kids, like, two gifts, two bigger gifts at Christmas because aunts and uncles and grandparents and mom, they, everybody gets them stuff. So, you know, what, what's the point? Because then you have so much stuff, you can't even walk in your house and, and all that. But, yeah, I mean, if you if you want to put one for birthdays and one for Christmas or if you just wanted to keep one account, and I know people are like, well, I don't want ten different accounts. If that's the only way for you to be able to, to budget, then do it. Is, and just make sure you keep it straight. Um, you could, yeah, like we have, Vicki, what's the most account, accounts you've ever seen a person have? Just don't overdraw them, and they won't bother you. But I've I've never had anybody put a put a limit on them. What? A, yeah, if you want one for bills and and one for how I know I know some people that they have a checking account. They kind of use it as a savings in a sense because whenever their check comes in, they write a check over to their bill account they have that they write checks out of. So that that way you're not taking more out of it than what you have to have to live. Um, it's, it's just kind of whatever. And I know it seems like it's crazy. Like one of one of our accounts, it's a savings, which I kind of treated as a sweep account like I talked last week. I have to keep it all straight, and sometimes that's hard. But right now, like uh, where I pay our, in, our car insurance six months at a time, my car insurance goes in that, uh, my realtor stuff, so for my license and my insurance and my Ashland Border Realtor dues, that goes in that. Then my house insurance for the year goes in that and my house taxes. I think I've got all four of those things in that. And I'm probably getting ready to add something else to it. I'm probably getting ready to put our, my car tags into it too because mine and Ben's birthdays are both in August, so that's when all our vehicles are due. Yeah, so it's, yeah, and then, thank God, camper tags, at least they're like in March. But I've got five different, uh, that'll be five different things I'll have to sort out. So as long as you can keep it straight. Now, if, if you want to have like 10 different accounts, to me that might be a little bit excessive. I would think five might be, but it's whatever you're comfortable with. I, I couldn't do, because I've got a checking and a savings 
and a growth, which the growth just has a, which no accounts pay hardly any interest anymore. But the savings is what I use as my swoop to pay bills, and the growth is actual savings, savings money. Um, and even whenever, like, we paid off the house earlier, I put that money in the growth because it was drawing more interest, and, like, I wasn't touching it for eight months. So whatever, whatever's comfortable and whatever works for you and whatever you can save um, to do that. And like I said, bring back your budget sheets next month because um, uh, we're going to look at stuff again and figure out which bills we need to tackle first, which debts we need to, to knock out and all that stuff. This is just um, just some tips on staying within the budget. Some of these might seem kind of simple, but... Um, they're kind of scary once you think about them. The first one, make purchases with cash only, which sometimes I understand that's kind of hard, but what it's saying too, um, don't spend money you don't have. Right. Don't, you know, don't, um, don't, don't make purchases with your credit card. Because even if you use a debit card, it pulls out of, your out of your account immediately. So make purchases with actual money you actually have. Um, and some of these are, we'll, we're, we're going to kind of go through three different slides and stuff, so some of them may seem extreme. But um, if you make them with cash only, you know you've actually got the money to pay for it. So it's not a buy now. You can use your debit card, yeah. Um, just, just Debit card just because they do pull it straight from your account. So debit card is like a cash, but you still have to keep track of it. So if you don't have the money right then, don't get it. Now, I know some people, they say pay with cash and carry cash on them all the time. I personally don't like to walk around with cash on me because if I get robbed or anything, that's money that you're not ever getting back. At least if it's on a debit card, you can call your bank and say, how hey, my debit card was stolen. Um, you just have to be careful with them. Now, this makes me think of Frank. Stay away from gas station purchases other than gas. I don't, that's one of the reasons I pay at the pump and do not go in a gas station because they put candy bars and junk and they want to charge me a dollar or 99 cents for a bottle of Dasani and I've got a whole case at home for $1.99, which rule King water it don't, or any of it, it don't matter. But I say stay away from them. And like on road trips, you're better off to buy, if you got kids, buy them snacks, just stop to go to the bathroom because that kind of stuff adds up. And even if like, like you were saying, you stop and get gas, and you'll get a can of snuff. But then while you're in there, see, you got her pop, and I'm <laughs> she's holding up her super quick cup. And there's nothing wrong with that, but they want you. That's why that stuff is in there. Well, that's a little bit cheaper. I mean, that stuff is. That ain't bad. I'm mean to Ben, though. I make him get coffee at home. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's like, yeah, and and you could have ate like off the dollar menu at an actual meal, but then your kids an hour later they're gonna be hungry because it's junk. But the reason I say that stay away from gas station purchases other than gas is even something as simple as three dollars. If you go in and get a can of pop and a candy bar. Um, that's 15 bucks a week. Okay. And that's just, that's just, I'm saying if you're going to jobs so you're doing it five days, you're doing it your weekdays. So it's 15 bucks a week. 
you multiply that by four, that's $60 a month that you spent on junk, on a pop and a candy bar every day. And then you got $720 per year. That could be a mortgage. That could be your kid's Christmas and birthday presents. It's just something to think about that that kind of stuff is going to add up quick. Because $720 a year, you don't think about that whenever you're... And I've heard people that... Um, Y'all may have seen it on Facebook before, but if somebody stops smoking, have you ever seen where they take the picture album and put a $5, $5 bill in there for like every pack of cigarettes, and then at the end of the year they had all this money saved up? It kind of puts it in perspective um, of how stuff is going to add up. They had quit smoking, and they started doing that. At the end of the year, they had all this money, and they was like, well, I'm actually able to do this with it. or, But it, it adds up quick. So tell Frank he's going to have to slow down. But and, and I'm not saying you're you're not a horrible person if you're going to buy stuff because we're humans. I'm just saying, and this stuff may not even be on your budget. I don't know if you if you go in a gas station, you may not have thought like, see Ben, he got in this habit for a while. He was stopping at McDonald's and Greenup because he works national every day and spending six dollars and something every day, going through the drive-through. I was like, what are you getting? And then he would eat lunch. I was like, Ben, I was like. That's almost, that's 30, 35 bucks a week that you're spending just on breakfast food. So I was like, tell me what you want me to get you at least so I can get have it at home. Because we got a Keurig. I don't drink coffee, so I don't. But it's just, you get, our bodies get in the habit and we want that all the time. So stuff adds up. Um, So yeah, $720 a year. And that's just for a $3 purchase. I know some people spend a whole lot more than that every day when they go in. How much are energy drinks now? That ain't bad then. So two fifty. So almost three dollars. So that's about that. But then if you get somebody that gets more than that, they just add up. So when you go into a gas station, just beware of that stuff that it will add up. If you're if there's places in your budget after filling that out that you really need to say, oh crap, I got to cut that. Um, the next thing, don't use your credit card if you can't pay the balance each month. I was talking about that last week. Now there's a rare instance where say um, say something major goes wrong with your car, and you have to have that car to get to work. You can put it on your credit card, but you want to try to put as much money as you got coming in back on that because the interest rates are ridiculous on credit cards. So um, try not to use it if you can't pay the balance each month. Four, I hate these. Don't get talked into signing up for another credit account to save money. Oh, if you sign up for a card today, then you get 50% 50 off your purchase or they do that and suck you in. So that way, the next time you're in there and don't have the money to buy something, you use your card. And once again, people can look at it and be like, you better not type it. That's what happened when it went nuts last week. Um, don't use your credit card if you can't pay the balance. You can look at it that way. But if you're not careful, you're going to have like four or five store cards. You're going to have one for Victoria's Secrets, one for JCPenney's, one for Belts. I don't know. If you're a farmer, you might have one for Tractor Supply. If they even have them, I don't know. There's all kinds of stuff. But they con you in. And I always tell them, like, no, don't ask me. Because... It, that way they just know because then they might be like, well, if you do this, and I'm like, no, nope, don't do credit cards. I have one credit card, and the best thing to do, it's it, there's nothing wrong with everybody having one credit card because if you're in an emergency, you do need something. But having, I don't really recommend having two, three, four, five credit cards. Ben's got one, and I have one. Um, I had a friend the other day, and I was talking to her. She has two credit cards for the same company. Two Capital One cards, and they weren't like you. I was like, why? Why do you do that? Well, I signed up for this one because they told me this. I was like, that's a dumb. I was like, don't do that. 
But uh, don't let him talk you into signing up for a car just to save money. Yes, I know like that $25 off, you're thinking, oh my gosh, but then too, that can hurt your credit because you're going to have more available credit in your name. Because the, the, the way that a credit card works, and when they're like doing a credit score, they're going to look at how much money you come in, how much debt you actually have, and how much debt you could have. So say if you've got a $5,000 like $5, visa limit or limit on your visa, that's $5,000 that you could be liable. Even if you owe zero on it, you don't want another credit card. You know what I'm saying? Because the more, it, it sounds really good. It's like, well, my credit scores is. But best thing to do is keep whatever one credit card that you've had the longest. Because now when you do close credit cards out, even if the balance is paid, it will drop your credit. But it, if, it, if, if your credit drops due to paying stuff off or closing stuff out, it builds up a whole lot faster than somebody that hasn't paid their bills or filed for bankruptcy and trying to build it up. I mean, that can take years. Because I'll give you an example. We just did some trading at the beginning of the year. We sold a Duramax, and it still had a pretty big balance on it. It got paid off. And we had a fifth-wheel camper we traded in. Well, it got paid off. So there was, like, several tens of thousands of dollars right close together that got paid off. Well, it dropped my credit score like 100 points. And then we paid our house off. But it's already back up to, like, 780 or something. But it dropped it down to, it was like 680, and I was like, what the heck? But So keep that in mind, and something I always tell people, and you've probably done the same, if somebody's getting ready to close on a house, don't go out and get a credit card and make any huge purchases, and don't pay anything off suddenly, because I've seen stuff, a closing, fall through two days before closing, because whenever they went back in to recheck their credit score, it's dropped a bunch. And there are people that as soon as they find out they're getting a new house, they'll go to Big Sandy and get a credit card and get like $3,000 worth of furniture, well then literally right before closing, they're like, well, we can't sell this to them, they've done this, it happens all the time. So so just just keep that in mind that um, it's it's not really good to have a bunch of credit cards, it's a good thing to have one, but we just need to manage well with that, and then keep in mind, like I said about it, it can drop it when you pay stuff off, but it will bounce back a whole lot faster than somebody that's just like not paid stuff. I would, I would keep it just, what do you think, Vicky? just because you've had it the longest? I just wouldn't open up several other ones. I would, I don't know then, if it's so small, it, well, yeah, if it's that, so I was going to say if it's like 5,000 or something, I'd keep it up, but it ain't going to hurt to, if you close it, I mean, it might drop at 20 or 30 points or something, but it's not going to be anything, and it'll bounce back up as long as you're paying everything else. Yeah. It, it will drop a little bit, but just $200, that's not really enough to matter, in my opinion. Like I said, it'll it'll bounce it down, but it'll come right back. It's not going to be like, a, like say, if it has a couple thousand dollars on it, and that was your oldest credit card, and you closed it. Um, the credit card that ben, Ben's had, he's had it since right out of high school. And the, the balance or the, the max on it's not huge, but you want you always do want to keep your oldest one the longest, unless it's kind of useless like that. Yeah, and if they've never sent you another card, 
Like, because most credit card companies, they'll send you a card every couple of years when that expires. And if they haven't done that, I just, um, you're not going to be doing, like, anything huge right away. But. Yeah. Oh, they, they ain't going to close it, like, because they're always going to want to try to draw people in. I mean, they'll never disclose one. Um, so, pay, let's see, number five, pay your must-haves first before you start spending. So, like I said, obviously you need groceries, you need electric um, before you start doing pedicures and shopping. And Don't give them the look. I've seen it. Uh, have some self-control. That one's really hard because it's hard to tell yourself no. Just let's be honest because we really want stuff and then no. That's one of the hardest things. And self-control, that, that's if people, that's if you're talking exercising. I ain't been exercising lately. We don't have this conversation. If you're talking exercising, eating, even like speeding, like in traffic. We can't, con we're humans. We, we have a hard time controlling ourselves. So have some self-control. And then this is me pray each month for God to help you manage. He will, but we got to make sure we're doing our part too. We can't just um, say, God help me, and then like go out and charge a bunch of stuff that we really don't need. That's not his problem. That's ours. Um, anybody ever heard of Dave Ramsey? These are, um, these are good. I don't totally agree with all these because they're super extreme. Um, I do think they're good to keep in mind, though. I I don't remember if I said this last week, but Dave Ramsey, he was like a uh, housing guru. And pretty much the market, one of the times the market bottomed out, he was literally millions of dollars upside down. Not just a couple thousand dollars, but millions. So whenever he was able to get out of that mess, if you're in the whole millions of dollars, you know when you come out, you're going to like go to the other extreme, right? So he's really strict, and obviously now he's making millions of dollars. But he's still very frugal. Like um, I was talking to uh, someone a while back, and we were talking about Dave Ramsey, which he's good, but like Dave Ramsey, he don't want you to eat out. You don't ever buy a new car. And some of those are good things. Now, with him, you have to pay in cash. Don't it? He doesn't believe in a loan for anything. Uh, I don't know what his, what his answer would be like, say, if somebody, some, their car blows up or something, and they have to get a new one. Yeah, I, I know, and that and that's what, but I, I do think that he's, like, really, I have a lot of respect for him, but just keep in mind that whenever you're that extreme, you're not going to, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, if I had a million dollars, I'd, I'd probably be frugal, too. That's why they're millionaires, because they're, they don't blow their money. So, he wants you to save $1,000, which I do think is good, so that's kind of like on your budget. Um, you want to work towards getting $1,000 saved up. In, uh, in some kind of savings account that is just saving. So not birthday money, not insurance money. Um, just and, and like I said, you can look at these online too. These will be on there. Number two, uh, he wants you to pay off all debts, smallest to largest, with the debt snowball. We'll be talking about that next week. So make sure that you have your, um, your debt amounts fairly close. That way we can differentiate, you know, which one's smaller, which one's bigger. Um, Fully fund emergency fund of three to six months of expenses. So that means like if on your budget it takes you $3,500 a month to, uh, to survive. That's a lot of money. 
I mean, he's he's saying you should have twenty some thousand dollars in a savings, and that I know that because we're just thinking, oh my gosh, I just need to pay off a three thousand dollar credit card or stu- or I've got a twenty thousand dollar student loan. I don't have time for twenty five thousand dollars in savings. I mean, let's just be realistic. But um, like we talked about last week, the thing is that there might be workers' comp or disability, but that stuff takes forever to get started. Even even if you do get it, it's, so we really can't depend on anything. Um, so like it is it is something good to do but how many of you could have like $24,000 saved up it's kind of hard to do when we have vehicle payments when we have credit card payments when you have student loan but uh, like I said this this is just kind of it's extreme but it, I'm just gonna and then we're gonna go through another one that's not as extreme um, invest 15% of pre-tax income into retirement savings how many of you are actually worried about retirement right now <laughs> well you but yeah you may be George, we're like what we're like what so they want you to start investing that money but how many of us have 15 percent after we just filled out these budgets i know okay oh shit get out just go downstairs okay i don't don't even ask me because it's like non-existent i don't make hardly any money um, so, but like I said, this can be overwhelming though if we're just trying to get a monthly budget to work and we're talking about having, say, you know, 15%. And it's like, I don't even have 2% left over. How are you wanting me to do? So, uh, college savings for kids. Um, and I've even heard of something, Vicki, you may have heard of this. Um, I can't think of a term up. My mind just went blank. But Lewis County wouldn't be a great area for it. But say uh, there's like a multi, multi-housing unit. Um, someone say a dad will buy that the family will live in those to pay for theirs and then once that's paid off they'll use each of those other rental units to pay, to invest in a you know college for their kid so say if you moved in a four-person rental unit you would take get the whole thing paid off as quick as possible and those other three units you weren't living in that could be like somebody asked me about that the other day i was like that's an awesome idea it wouldn't work here in lewis county but in a bigger city it would because then if you've got three other units in that apartment complex and the thing's already paid for, that's three college funds or retirement funds or whatever. So um, I'd say everybody for college is pretty much thankful for uh, KCTCS and uh, Keys money, Keys scholarship money. Uh, pay off the house. That's, some, that's something that should be a goal somewhere in there. Obviously, the, the goal is to pay it off before the 30 years is up or 20. Um, but it, it just a kind of a fun fact it takes five to seven years for the average family to pay off the home early so most of your 30 year hmm. right to pay it off early yeah to actually get there yeah so um so if, if they're working hard it might be you know 25 to 23 years on a 30-year mortgage, which is still a long way out there, but the goal is to, to pay it off. Uh, build wealth and give a bunch away, which Dave Ramsey, he does give a bunch away. I like giving stuff away, but we got to be smart about it, um, and that was one of the scriptures I had last week, but you give, you, you reap what you sow. So you, re- you sow generosity, then you're going to reap generosity, and we're not too much more. Now, there's another guy that I like listening to. Uh, Robert Morris is his name. He does a lot of financial stuff. But um, these are his 10 financial commandments. 
Um, he puts God first. He doesn't don't worship material things. If we're not so wrapped up in material things, we're not going to worry about having the biggest and best. Uh, don't use God's name selfishly, so don't ask for God to help you. God, help me get this new car. <laughs> you know, I mean, if it's something that we really don't and we're just being selfish, he wants to take care of it. Be, be a good steward. This is the biggest one. Um, take care of what you have. If, if you're blowing through the money that you got now, we're not managing it well. We can't really expect more if we're not taking care of what we have. Uh, number five, teach your children. So your kids are watching you. And I told you all last week, um, I always watch my mom go like in debt every year at Christmas and on vacation. She always got paid off, but, you know, just living that every time and worrying about that. But you want what's best for your family. But your kids watch what you do, and if you're not careful, they'll repeat what they see you do. People always say it's monkey, monkey see, monkey do, and parents are always like, do what I say, not as I do. That don't happen. They're going to, 90% of the time, that's what's going to happen. Uh, living on a budget, that's why we've got one of these things. Ooh, number seven, live below your means. Yeah. That one's rough, because sometimes we want, always, not mean, but it kind of cracks me up, because a lot of times people will buy, and there's nothing wrong with these cars, but I'll see, like, people driving a Mercedes or a Beamer, and, and it might be a little bit older, just because of the status symbol. But the thing is, those cars are ridiculous to replace parts on them. Like, I had a friend one time, she bought a Mercedes at the bank I worked for. It was an auction. They auctioned it off because they had to repo it from a customer. And that thing, had it was like kind of a sports coupe, and it had one windshield wiper for the whole thing. Well, that one windshield wiper was 60 bucks. And, I'll, and then she, she didn't have it very long. I was like, what happened to that car? She goes, I started having to get parts on it. And it, she said it was too expensive. So, you know, if, if we can't, you know, just live with what we can afford. And it may not always be the best. may not always be the nice stuff, but it'll be all right. Uh, eight, don't buy now and pay later. We've talked about that. Uh, number nine, be a good witness. Pay your bills. Um, if you want to try to win somebody or set a good example and you're saying to do this, but then shutters on your house are rotten and falling off. we got to manage what we have. Or um, we're tr trying to act like we're a really good person and we're not paying our bills and blowing our money. They don't really look that good. Uh, number 10, be content. So just be happy. I don't say be complacent because complacency is kind of when you're stuck there and don't care about going anywhere. Being content is just being happy with what we got. Things could be a lot worse. Um, let me see that before we look at some cartoons. So these are just a few more tips and purchases. Uh, number one, always sleep on any major purchase or any major purchase of $300 or more. And the reason I put $300, I mean, you could go up, but sometimes that could kind of be a decent appliance. That might be a TV. That might be a washer or a dryer. What do you look, what'd you buy, a TV? Uh. Well, I mean, we... long time he's a man they've got to have a big tv so but and it, uh, it's hard i'm not saying i've mastered all this because sometimes we it's our human nature we want we want stuff that we don't have and a lot of times we want stuff we can't have 
And, and then even worse, people get themselves in a position and get stuff they can't afford. Well, that's see, he's got the self-control. He's got the self-control. Um, but I say always sleep on those because when you're in a store, it looks really good, but sometimes you just we just need to hold off. Okay. Um, oh, number two, stay away from car lots if you're already broke. If if your budget is falling apart right now, and I know sometimes it's like, oh gosh, that thing's a piece of junk, and even like large parts on a car, like master cylinders for brakes and all that, it might be like four or five hundred bucks, and that's not good. But you got to think if you can get some more life out of it. I mean, there, there's a, there's a point when you got to stop pumping money in a car, but you got to think because if not. You could bump up to four hundred dollar a month car payment, about a hundred dollars a month in insurance. So that's five hundred dollars for it for the next five years. Five hundred dollars every month for the next five years. And so sometimes, you know, um, yeah, if because when you go to a car lot, you're going to want to buy something. We all are. It's really, yeah, that's what they're there. That's how they get paid on commission. So they're going to kiss your butt as much as they can and get you out of there in a car. Um, Number three, don't buy under the pretense that the next check will cover it. A lot of times that's kind of hard because we'll go ahead and get this. And I even talked about tax refunds. Um, a lot of times people, once they, as soon as they get their ticket, what are you laughing at? What do you do? You got to tell. Yeah. <laughs> so you lied. Uh, <laughs> oh, so that's why you're so okay. I figured that I thought that you'd bought something. Saying the next thing, well, that your phone just went crazy. That's okay. Um, so we talked last week about um, people will get their taxes filed, and as soon as they find out that they're getting forty five hundred dollars or however much, what do they do? They turn around and start racking stuff up in La Visa, and they're like, oh, "I'm gonna pay it." But let me tell you something: it is not fun if the IRS comes after you. And you get an audit. That refund's going to be long gone before you ever, because the way that the IRS works, let's say you can get your taxes filed in January, they're probably not going to come after you till November. And then the state of Kentucky's even slower, so they're not going to hit you till the next July. And one, uh, we had a business one time, and we got audited for mileage. We were good. But that scared the crap out of me. I've never been through an audit in my life, and I think since I did that, I can face anything. Because it was so nervous. It ruined my whole Thanksgiving and whole Christmas holiday. And then just when I thought we were fine, then like six months after that, here comes the state of Kentucky with like, oh, you owe this. But like I said, we got everything taken care of. We proved that we had the miles on the vehicle and all that. But, um, yeah, don't, don't go ahead and buy stuff because things can happen with your refund. Or you're going to put it on stuff that may be – isn't the best thing to put it on. And like, I'm going to be on, like, we, we kind of need some furniture right now. I buy my couches at Big Lots because we have dogs. And, well, and it's like that, that fake leather stuff. Well, after two or three years, that stuff starts peeling off, and then you start finding it everywhere in the house. And But I'm just, just going to wait. Garrison, Garrison Auction. Garrison Auction, is that where you've been getting your couch? So uh, don't buy under the pretense that if you're making large purchases, get the best deal you can. So there's nothing wrong with trying to haggle. 
um, because a lot of times people are going to rip you off. Take your time, check around, see what, see if you really are getting the best deal, especially if it's a big purchase. Uh, number five, spend tax refunds wisely. That kind of goes with uh, the next pretense, or the, the pretense that the next check will cover it. And um, maybe with your tax refund, instead of blowing it on even like furniture, maybe there's a bill that we'll look at next week or a balance that you got that your tax refund will pay that off and knock it out. Now, like I said, once you have that cash in your hand, like whenever we paid our house off, it was really hard to let all that money go because I actually had it. But in the long run, am I glad our house is paid off? Yes. One, because I can kind of brag that our house is paid off, but two, that I don't have that payment anymore. I'm glad that that's over with. Um, number six, I can't change the font on that again. That drives me nuts. If you must take a vacation, go where you can afford to go. Don't go to Tahiti. If all you can afford is a couple day is a trip to Great Wolf Lodge or uh, the day down at Coney Island, then do that. It's okay because the memories are what matters. Um, vacations are fun, but if it's if it's something that's going to rack up credit cards and stuff, that, that's not going to be that fun because you're going to have stress and you're going to have anxiety about it. And number seven, like I said, it should have looked all like them, but it doesn't. Get the most out of your car. Um, like we all want a new car, and they look good, and that's kind of scared me. But um, just just th just keep thinking that, oh, my gosh, if I get a car, I'm going to have a big payment, plus I'm going to have a bigger insurance because it's going to be newer. And uh, like I said, sometimes you just get into a mess where you, you just can't do it anymore. Especially if the if the repairs are going to be worth more than the car is, if you sold it, <laughs> so there there's room for all that. Um, but yeah. We all do it. Do you still have the car? Which one is it? Yeah. We, I mean, everybody's done it. Ben just bought a truck back in the summer, which, like, we paid the house off and stuff. And my thing with vehicles, it's I still I wish we would have got something used, but I was kind of torn because with his job, he can't have be worrying about wheel bearings and stuff breaking down and where. So I can kind of, but it's the same. I'm kind of torn, but it's all in what you can afford. But personally, me, I'm not used, even if it's even if it's like. Even if it's a 2019 and it's used, that's still good because as soon as you drive that thing off the lot, there's $5,000 that you're not going to get back. But, yeah, we've all done that, and it's funny that you talk about that. But um, here's just a couple comics, 18000 yes, and we throw in free windows and free wheels. <laughs> yeah, they might, and this is the kind of cartoons I was going to show you all last week, and it wouldn't work, just corny stuff. But, yeah, they act like you're really getting a deal. Um, well, the windows and wheels already come with it, so I think I've got... Really? Probably some off-front. Okay, so buy, don't buy a Kia because instead of a spare tire, they give you a can of fix-a-flat at the dealership. No spare tires. 
Yeah, you're at the bank trying to finance. There's like, oh, there's no tire. I had a friend one time, and he was over at college at Moorhead, Ammon Cooper. And he came to church one night, and somebody cut his spare tire off from under his truck. He was over there and then went to need it for something. He was over there, and he looked, and at some point, somebody just took some wire or some cable cutters and cut down, and then he didn't have no tire. I was like, oh, Ammon. And I think this is the last one, but he, you know, whenever you're looking at the car, okay, let me go pretend to talk to my manager. Sometimes they really do, but most of the time they're just making you sweat. They're just in there doodling on pads and stuff. We got started a little bit late, but we still got out. I told you it wouldn't take as long. So next week, um, bring back your budget sheets again. I've got extras over here. This is just my top pretend one. But if you need extras and want to take home a couple more, I've got them. They're up here. And bring those back again. And next week we'll look at more of uh, getting out of debt and snowballing and how to put your money and which one should we go after first and all that good stuff. So Well, the interest rate's not that funny. She's a, you're over here laughing at the interest rates. She, no, she's Vicky was like, what is so funny? And yeah, if you want to put your interest, you're rude. You're not invited, but I'm just funny. But she was like, what's so funny? I just asked about interest rates. Yeah, if on your um, and even on your mortgage, if you want to put your interest rate by your mortgage, and then your cards, that should be in your statements. It'll have. Uh, most credit cards are probably going to be in the high teens or low 20s. Um, I don't ever look at that part just because it's, I know that's how they sell people and stuff, but my, I plan on paying it off every month. But, yeah, if you want to write your interest rates beside your balances for stuff, you can go ahead and do that.